Thank you to John Dog for that uh, relatively new theme song for Dinner at Andy's. Andy is out of town in L.A. for the next couple of weeks working on a, uh, a Lorne Michaels-produced documentary on Saturday Night Live writers. So in his absence tonight, we present a brand-new clip show with uh, short clips from previous shows produced by you, the listeners. Let's start off with uh, a series of clips that were submitted by different listeners concerning uh, one of Andy's favorite on-air games, Dead Air Chicken, which is kind of a dare game to see who is better at, uh, at keeping completely silent on the air. So this first clip is uh, by listener Pam. And uh, I'm not sure when it's from, but it might be the, uh, the genesis of Dead Air Chicken. Oh, okay. So we did. Uh, are we done the foreplay yet? Yeah, because the bottom of my copy is unreadable here. Oh, the facts didn't come out. We have to end right now. Okay. It's like you gave a chicken. It's radio chicken. Okay, you want to play Radio Chicken? I win. <laughs> okay, I want a rematch. <laughs> no, I won. <laughs> you did win. Yes, Damn! I tricked you. <laughs> uh, that is the greatest game we ever invented. <laughs> Who will talk first? Oh, someday a rematch, and I won't even tell you when I'm going to do well, it. I won't tell you either. <laughs> Damn. Because you have two shows a week. Right. I can't go the whole show just sitting here. Well, that's what I did this morning. I limbered up. I practiced radio chicken on myself this you morning. practice not talking. You know, it would be very funny if uh, you just let it go for like 40 minutes, ate up the whole hour, and then just said at the end, you win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Is, is Dan back with the body of the show scripts yet? Yeah, come on, Dan. <laughs> He's still writing it. 
you know, it's hard for Danny. He has to pretend to do all the voices. You know, he does he does all the our phone calls uh, are all performed by Dan Dan Michael, and uh, very versatile actor. So speaking of actors and acting, uh, I would love to get an acting coach. If anyone out there uh, has taught actors or is teaching acting, uh, give us a call, 201-200-WFMU, because we're going to have a little acting contest, our little mini Academy Award, and we need a judge, a qualified judge, uh, 201-200-WFMU. I guess we don't have to wait for an acting coach to call. We can just start soliciting uh Contestants? Yeah, why don't you explain well, what the competition is here? We just want to, Ken and I sort of had a disagreement about whether or not someone could cry, whether whether or not crying is really as difficult as actors make it out to be. I'm, we're told it's the hardest thing for an actor to do is to cry on demand. So if you have any acting experience or any acting aspirations, or just whining experience. Or just whining experience. Or if you're really going through a crying jag right now, then you'd have a real advantage because you wouldn't have to pretend. Give us a call. We'd like to hear you cry on cue. I guess we're going to be playing, uh, uh, well, who's that interviewer that always makes people cry? Barbara Walters. We'll just bring up some a few sensitive little subjects, enough to just initiate a little crying jag, and then we will record your crying jag, and we will have an impartial judge in the business decide who uh, wins our little seven-second delay Oscar. And we do have a real prize to give out at the end of the show. Why don't you tell them what the prize is? Because if I do, Ken, no one will call. Well, no one's calling now. Is that true? That's true. Even though it's the kinder, gentler me? <clears throat> I told you that it doesn't matter if you get kinder and gentler now. Well, how many weeks do I have to be kinder and gentler before people will trust me again? More than you're capable of. 201-200-WFMU. We're looking for actors, actresses, or, or wannabes uh, who, will, uh, who think they can cry for us and make it convincing and uh, the most convincing crier will go home today with a real prize. And we'll have a real professional judge. If you are an acting teacher, you can uh, call and be our judge. 201-200-WFMU. Let's put on our first caller. Hi, you're on the air. Okay, now we're looking for someone. I win again. <laughs> we're looking for someone that has a gun, some kind of loaded weapon. They can drop off at Jersey City. I just need some kind of gun. I'm only going to be using one bullet, so you don't have to load the whole chamber. Just a gun. <laughs> drop it off. And so then... I guess Michigan's out. We'll have to find like a little alley or something. <laughs> Thank you, listener Pam, for uh, that clip from around 1998. Historic uh, for the very idiotic reason that it was the first time that Andy and I had flirted with the notion of on-air dead-air chicken. Um, listener Bubble King sent us in two more clips, also from 1998, that relate to dead-air chicken. Here's Bubble King's uh, first one. Maybe we should take a little break. No, it's time for another four-minute show. Dead air chicken. <laughs> Dead air chicken. I think I can go longer without saying anything. Go. I win. I told you I would win. Oh, damn you. How could you let that go on like that? I have to win. <laughs> oh, 
that was kind of exciting. Okay, good. Well, that was another game. <laughs> that was another game? show. Dead air chicken. Okay, so let's do another four minute. Show. It reminds me of all the times we've played that, but inadvertently. <laughs> We're the only show, Nikki, that can have dead air while we continue to talk. It's still technically dead air. Come on, introduce the next. Oh, the next show. And uh, here's Bubble King's second dead air chicken clip from uh, 1998. Hey, you asked for her to call with a prank phone call, and she did. That's right. You Thank in, you. You ingrate. Yes. Is ingrate good or bad? Bad. It's bad. Damn. Bad. Shut up. You're the you're the ingrate. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, and if it in fact is bad. Okay. <laughs> dead air chicken. Dare I do it again? Dead air chicken, you're on. Ah! Uh, that was from Bubble King. It's a clip show here uh, in Andy's absence. Thanks to all the listeners who have. Uh... Am I stepping on dead air chicken? Okay, um, you win. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, thanks to all the listeners who sent in clips. You can still send in clips for uh, future shows when Andy's not here. Um, although the next couple of weeks we'll try to have some fill-ins for you. Uh, my address is ken at wfmu.org. Here's a clip from uh, Paul C. from 2007. It was the Best Mommy Show, where we invited, I think, kids five years or younger to uh, call us up and tell us um, which one of them had the best mommy. 201-209-9368. You thought you loved your mom? And you're nothing compared to how much Andrew loves his mom. I would love to meet Andrew's mom. She must be a uh, she must be a wonderful, wonderful woman, an angel here on earth. Heaven must be missing an angel, because Andrew's mom is walking amongst us. Hi, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Who is this? I'm four. Okay, and what is your name, Emily? No, Gwen Ray. Crenley. Crenley. Yeah. Crenley, and you are four years old, and I know you love your mommy, don't you? Yes. How much, Crenley, do you love your mommy? Uh, oh, well, I love it. I love it more than a black hole. More, more than, than a black hole? More than a black a hole. A black hole is this giant, infinite sort of, a uh, sort of theoretical... Yeah. And I... I love my mommy, uh, I, and I love uh, uh, better than a pirate and a snake and a policeman and a black hole. Hold on, hold on, let me see if I can get this straight. Better than a snake. Hold on, better than a pirate. And a snake. And a snake. And a policeman. Oh, this, this is boggling my mind. This is, and a snake. And a policeman. Wait, we're not done yet. In a black hole. In a black hole. In a black hole. In a black hole. I'm trying. Oh, my gosh. Quinn Lee, that is really impressive. Your mom must be a very wonderful woman. And yeah, we're going to. She's a tough. She always makes things for me. I, I don't doubt that for a minute, my friend. Did you hear that, Ken? Yeah, she makes stuff for him. She makes stuff for Quinn Lee. Yeah. You want to know how much. She's she... me. Oh, she makes the pyramids. She makes the pyramids. Mm -hmm. And she makes some kind of things in in where mummies live. Frankly, she, she sounds like an Egyptian goddess. What? She does. Galaxy cookies. That's Frankly, I can't. I can't believe half of what this kid is saying. That looks like galaxies. Yeah. Wow, cookies wow. that look like galaxies. Yeah. You know what it sounds like I'm at? What are the FMU staff meetings? <laughs> Thank you, Crenley. He's just babbling and babbling, and my mind is wandering and wandering. Thanks, Crenley. And thank you, Paul C., for submitting that clip, the best mommy clip from 2007. Um, now we go back to listener Pam in California. Uh, this was the show where Andy and I were uh, – Andy was trying to teach me how to smoke cigars – and we were shouting at people about their dead pets. We were on the uh, fire escape landing. Um, and I think we had to shout so that the callers could hear us over the microphone. What he did is he said, I think you'd better come over. Aww. That was his way of telling me that this would be my last chance to see my dog. Aww. Cat's on the roof. Yeah. The cat's well, on the roof, baby. 
Yes. Do you know that joke? No. You don't um, know that joke? I don't open know. your heart. That's a good thing. You keep opening your heart. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it in your heart. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay, How do we hang care. up on this person? I can't. I have to go here. Hold my cigar. Okay. It's the cigar show. Yeah, thanks for calling. And and she's right. You keep them in your heart. All right. We're at 201. Something. What is it? 209. <laughs> We're smoking cigars on the back patio. I have another cigar for somebody. They want to join us. Why don't we get that call screener boy out here? Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Thanks Hi. for calling. You love the show. I love the show. I'm sorry I'm shouting. Uh, Ken and I are on the back patio smoking stogies. That's okay. I called to tell you about our pet chinchilla that died. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about chinchilla. Did you love her with all your heart? Was she like a member of the family? We tried to, but did she it, think it was she was people? Did she because act like she was people? Uh huh. She acted like she was people. Am I right or wrong? No, not really like people. Exactly. We tried to get another one to keep her company, and they tried to scalp each other. Damn dogs. Yeah, they, no, it was a chinchilla, not oh, a dog. Chin, damn chinchilla. A chinchilla? <laughs> a chinchilla. What kind of pet is that? It's a little white fluffy thing, very soft. And is we it thought like it would a, be a great pet for like our a child. And all it did was come out in its cage and chew and, on the paint and tried to scalp another one. We had to take it back. Did you let it out of its cage a lot? Sometimes. We got one of those balls you put a hamster in and it would run around the house. How big is a chinchilla? Oh, it's about... Maybe 10 inches, like long, and it's a big, fat, fluffy thing. So one day it got, we woke up and one of its eyes was popped out of its it? head. You don't like the cigar? I'm sorry, we'll get back to the chinchilla in a minute. <laughs> you chomp on it, you're smoking it like a little girl. You chomp on it like, chomp. You, own, like you own the railroad. You chomp on it? You chomp on but it. You're not supposed to inhale, right? No, you don't inhale. You chomp on it like you're being funny. Why? Or you own the railroad. Why chomp? Like you're making a big deal. Like you're you're foreclosing I on the house. I see you're chomping on it. Why chomp on it? It's disgusting. How you do it? It's a prop. It's a prop. You chomp on it. You don't have to hold it. Put it in your mouth and then and then remove your hand from it. There you go. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> you look great. You look great. You're gonna love cigars. I'm sorry, so you're... Okay, go chinchilla. on. I'm chomping on the cigar. Go on about the chinchilla. Are they like ferrets? No, they're not like ferrets. They're not as long as a ferret. We they're supposed well just... to be, you know, kind animals. But... And how long do they live normally? Well, when we bought it, they told us it was going to live for 20 years. But I, that if that would have been the case, we would have been in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work. And how long did this chinchilla live? Well, this chinchilla lived about two years. And what was the name of your beloved chinchilla? It was Mo. Mo. Mo the chinchilla. My wife and I got one of them human toddlers. Yeah. A yeah. baby. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're cute. They're supposed to live, they say, like 85, 90 years. They're cute. <laughs> we call it Molly. Well, one day our chinchilla, when we woke up, one of its eyeballs had popped out of its head. Why? Oh. It, well, Why? we didn't know. We took it to Why? the vet, and it turned out it had like a, they thought it had some kind of growth, and it turned out it had like a brain tumor, and yeah. they told us that it was going to be fine, but it was at the vet for about three weeks, and the vet, they called and said, oh, it's, he's better now. You can come and get him. Wait, so wait, we wait. went in, and they... The, uh, the vet said he was fine, but yeah, the, the eyeball didn't said go, he was fine, the eyeball didn't gotten, go back in, you know, did they fixed him and everything. Oh, and, Lord. And so we went to pick him up, and when we walked in to the vets, they asked us to come in the back room, and they said, well, he well, was fine room. when you left the house, but the vet got him out of the cage to clean off his eye again, and he died. That, that dreaded back room at the vets. That's exactly, and that's, that's what where he the said. bad news happens. That is where the bad news There's happens. There's never good yeah. news in that back room. It is the back room. <laughs> yeah, they take you back there and tell you, but they did say that now when we left the house, kind of get him, he was alive. We can't so. get into the room to change to put on another call, can we? We're stuck with this woman with the chinchillas. I can go back in there if, you, if you'll hold my stogie. <laughs> okay. Are you enjoying it a little more? Uh, a little bit. I can let you go and take another call. We can't, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying you. Andy's bored, but you shouldn't take that personally because pretty much everybody bores Andy. No, I like the part about the eyeball coming out of the head. And yeah, then you we, decided we to take him it to the vet. I think the vet was right. It could it could be very serious. An eyeball coming out of the head could be a very serious symptom of something. 
Yeah. Do you have any final zingers, Andy? For this chinchilla story? Yeah. No, I can't believe you never heard the cats on the roof. Here, hold the stogie and I'll go back into the studio. Right. You can still talk to the chinchilla woman. I have nothing more to say to her. Where do you live? In Florida, New York. Have you ever seen your parents naked since you've been an adult? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I have. You have? What were the circumstances of that? <laughs> oh, walking in the bathroom at the, at the wrong time. And you saw your mother or your father? My mother. You shouldn't do that. I know. You should knock or something. I should have learned to knock. Yeah. I think that Mother Naked story beat the chinchilla story. There you go. <laughs> Although it's not a contest. Thanks very much. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks Bye. for calling. This is going swimmingly. It's going great, Andy. We, <laughs> have, we have like a full phone bank. And uh, that was a clip put together by listener Pam in which Andy's uh, fear of nudity um, comes out loud and clear, and uh, Andy referred in that clip to <laughs> a story or a joke he calls uh, the cats on the roof. So let's go to a clip now uh, prepared again by listener Paul C., in which Andy explains the cats on the roof. All right, there are two brothers, right? One okay. brother has a cat. He loves a cat. Okay. But he wants to go to Europe, so he says to his other brother, listen, I'm going to go to Europe, take good care of my cat. I'm trusting you to take care of my cat. Brother goes to Europe. He's bouncing around Europe. He calls home. He says, hey, how's my cat? The first brother says, your cat's dead. The guy in Europe is traumatized. He's stunned. He's, he's, he, he can't, his head explodes. He goes wandering aimlessly around Europe for months, right? He's grieving. Because of his dead cat. He calls back. He calls back home. He says, listen, you can't just say out of the blue... My, your, your cat's dead. You have to do it gradually. You have to give me time to adjust myself. You, for example, you should have said when I called, the cat's on the roof. And then the next time I called, you should have said, the cat has pneumonia from being stuck on the roof. And then the third time, then you could say, your cat didn't make it. You should have done it gradually. And the first brother says, I'm very sorry. You're absolutely right. And, uh, and I apologize. And the brother in Europe says, it's okay. I forgive you. By the way, how's mom? Mom's on the roof. <laughs> Thank you. There, you made me say it. So you're asking how my CBS project is? The cat's on the roof. <laughs> that was a uh, TV project that never, never got made. The pilot never even got made. On the CBS project Andy's referring to. And that was a, uh, a laugh track, a pre-recorded laugh track, uh, not recorded at the UCB Theater. But we do have some clips here tonight that were um, from the UCB Theater. This one's not, though. Um, here's a clip uh, from listener John L. showing Andy's uh, ongoing love affair with Broadway show tunes. I'm going to have to leave the mic, so you need to sing a show tune. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Hey there, Hamilton, Hamilton. Hey, you don't look like Hamilton, but according to the playbill, you're playing Hamilton. I guess your name is Hamilton. What the hell was that? It's a song from Hamilton, as best as I remember. Jesus, what happened to Paint Your Wagon? Oh, yeah, Paint Your Wagon. Got a dream, boy. <sighs> have you seen Hamilton? No, I have not. Oh, man, you'll love it. Really? Did you love it? Loved it. My only complaint, small complaint, hardly worth mentioning. Yeah? Not well-researched. No? No. The guy, when I saw it, the guy, Hamilton was played by a Puerto Rican guy. Well, I, I think that's what I guess no one. I guess no one in the production office there had a, had a $10 bill handy. <laughs> no, I think, you know, yeah. it's, they're trying to do a, a new thing with it. What was that? I think that, yeah, the new thing was uh, first guy in gets the part, apparently. I, nah, I, I don't think that's what they were going for. Huh. Yeah, I think they were, isn't, isn't the thing about Hamilton, it's all people of color, is it not? Oh, you know what, now that you mention it, wait, I'm thinking back. Yeah, there are probably no white people Hold on, in I'm it. picturing it in my mind's eye now. Yeah. Hold on. Yes, you're exactly right, now that you mention it. Yeah, I think that was intentional. Had to be. Yeah. Had to be, now that I'm playing it back. Had to be intentional. Yeah. Next what are the odds of that? What are the odds? 
nine or ten principal cast members all black. I apologize for my friend uh, Andy, who is not here tonight, which is why we are uh, hearing all these clips from previous episodes. Here's another one produced by listener Paul C., in which uh, Andy is uh, very impressed by my um, <laughs> by my prowess at giving traffic reports. Frank, Garden State Parkway. Call in let you know. It's a little update. It is now a disaster on the parkway south after mile marker 155. I am in park, basically. No more than five miles an hour. Stand they still. Are, 155 bumper, you heard south, southbound, right? Correct. Yeah, heading towards uh, Route 3 exit. But, yeah, there's, nobody's moving. Oh, man. Why? Is there an accident? What's going on? Yeah, it says to wave the head, be prepared to stop. Oh, okay. So so that is, no, that's a great bit of information. If you can avoid uh, the uh, the parkway heading south. Uh, find an alternate route for yourself. Thank you, Frank. It's time for a traffic hey. update. This is 91.1 FM, weekday weather traffic update. Your life, your world, your news on 91.1 WFMU every 180 seconds. At the Garden State Parkway at exit 155 southbound, it is a complete standstill. Try to find an alternate route to that. In Vermont, on Chamberlain, in Barton, Vermont, nobody is on the road. You can drive with your thighs and clap. And following up on the situation in Gowanus on Hamilton Avenue, the bridge is down and traffic is once again moving. Tune in again in 180 seconds for the next traffic update here on WFMU. Ken, Ken, this is your finest hour. It is fun. It is fun. This shows to you what World War II was to Churchill. (laughs) You, You are rising to the occasion. You're an inspiration. Ken, I am so proud. Well, of I've, you. I've listened to so much traffic on the radio my so entire life, and I've never, is, never I done it. To sit back. It's like it's like performance art. It's, you're just a jazz musician. <laughs> I'm just so impressed with you. Oh, gee, thanks, Andy. 201-209-9368. Give my friend some more traffic to report. Your life, your world, your news on ninety-one point one WFMU. Every 180 seconds. In Boston on Starro Drive, the fireworks cleanup continues. It's 92 degrees outside, and Denise is in constant PMS. Back in New Jersey on the Garden State Parkway, all clear at exit 142. The traffic clears up after exit 151. It was due to hordes and hordes of stupid people. And in Boulder on Baseline Avenue near the University of Colorado campus, campus is moving well, but beware of the hacky sack players and the drum circles next traffic update in 180 seconds right here on wfmu oh my god oh my god ken ken you're an artist (laughs) this is your calling i I can't believe you're so excited i've never enjoyed our show more oh my god why are you so excited by this i don't i don't understand it's like it's like it's like another side of you that's been waiting to come out. <laughs> I've probably I've probably listened to traffic reports on the radio for five years out of my entire life. <laughs> of course, you're, not anymore. Now I use Waze. You're so good. Actually, I still I, I, I actually still listen to the traffic. I actually find it. It re- is. It's like it's, there's like a rhythm to it. It's like poetry. Yeah. It's, you're so good at it. It's I, like a, it's like music. I find it relaxing. Yeah, I find it relaxing. Real, to, when you do it, it really is. On Rue St. Catherine in Montreal, we have chaos near McGill University as drinkers and workers are uh, stumbling through the streets. In Boston on I-93 South, we have moderate traffic. Hazardous drivers have spilled on the roadway, and Denise is still in PMS. On Elmore Avenue in Elizabeth, going towards Banana Kings, uh... There's a uh, Kingo Combo empanada spilled all over the roadway. And in Kinelon on Booton Avenue near the firehouse, a black bear has just crossed the road. Yeah. Tune in 180 seconds from now for the next traffic update here on WFMU. Ken, there what, you are you go. Doing playing, what are you playing crappy music all day for? This is what, this is your calling. This is why God put you on this earth. Uh, thank you to Paul C., it's all coming back to me now. That was Andy's uh, assistant, Johnny Celentano, who made us that little uh, traffic anthem, which we 
we played every three minutes for that hour. Uh, we go back to listener Bubble King now. This was uh, from 1999, and I believe Andy was just beginning to uh, try to make his catchphrase, go to hell, go viral. It's actually good. It's an exercise in pharmacology. <laughs> you might learn something. Yeah, you're a farmer, right? Uh, we have a poet on the line. Ah! This might work. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Hi thanks for I calling. Love the show. You love the show. I love the show. Long-time listener. Oh, yeah. First-time caller. No, no, no. First-time caller. No, I'm not. You're a little nervous. First-time caller. I'm not. Just say it. Just All say right, first-time caller. No, don't be nervous. All right. You're going to be fine. Okay, so you've written a little poem. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ken and I, as, as you read it, we'll be jotting down notes, and then we will interpret it, and you tell us who has interpreted it best. Okay. Okay, and any other poets, please call 201-200-WFMU. And if I recall, Andy, you wanted to remind the caller at this point that his stinking poem better not be too long. Yeah, your oh, stinking short, little poem short. has to be a stinking little poem. No, it, it's short. Okay, and what is the name of the poem? Uneven. Uneven. I'm ready to go. Anytime, sir. Uneven. Jagged puzzles. It leaves questions. Incoherent paradox. Some things are unnecessary. Does it work? No rhythm or rhyme. Comes and goes. Shock! What? Jolts. It's quick and deadly. Loud and, and distorted. It doesn't end. I've got my interpretation. I've got my interpretation. You go first. Okay, is it about JM in the AM? No. The Jewish music show here on WFMU? Uh, no, you missed that. No. Okay, Ken, what did you think it was? Is it about chaos and entropy? Close, somewhat. <laughs> no, it's not close. Yeah. That's yeah. the most vague. I would say that, that is a better interpretation, if it also deals with enkephalins. I win. <laughs> okay, you get that point. I win that round. Okay, what is enkephalins? What is enkephalins? Well, enkephalins are neurotransmitters in the brain which inhibit pain and produce opiate or sexual-like effects. So is it serotonin? But it's also the what? name of my band with my brother Jay Jones. I'm Todd Jones, and we're out of Edison, New Jersey. And where are you playing next? Just get it over with. We're not. Okay. not playing anywhere. <laughs> well, listen, next time you do have a gig, save uneven until the encore. All right. Make him wait for it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Come dot two. Slash yeah, exactly right. Okay, <laughs> bye bye. <clears throat> I believe the score is one nothing. One nothing. I can't believe that was uh, the lead singer of Uneven. <clears throat> is Uneven the name of his band? Though? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. I don't know. <clears throat> well, that went well. Yeah. Chaos. And <laughs> that's just so stupid. You can say that about any poem. No, you can't. I took a shot. I really thought I had it. <clears throat> You should widen your net, maybe. That's just just a little advice. Go to hell. From the <laughs> from <laughs> That's the person, a little advice from me. From the person who's winning right now. <laughs> hey, do you think my little catchphrase "Go to hell" will ever catch on? I don't think. so. I heard someone using it in Chinatown. It's not, you know, people use that. I phrase. felt so proud. What? It's an actual phrase. It's not a catchphrase. Oh, go to hell. See, it's good. It's fun to say. No, it's my catchphrase. <laughs> you can't turn an existing phrase into a catchphrase. You know, where's the beef wasn't an existing phrase when Wendy's incorporated into that commercial. Do you know what hell is? Hell's where you go when you die. It's a horrible, yeah, fiery place. And to sell someone to go to hell. Right. But it's funny to say it in the, in the most casual sort of way, about the most trivial sort of disagreement. It's funny. And maybe how I'm saying it I see is, the, is part of the catchphrase. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Using it inappropriately. Yeah, using it inappropriately. Okay. Yeah, that's my, that's my trademark. Overreacting. Yeah, overreacting. That's why I'm so beloved, because <laughs> I'm always coming up with these funny little catchphrases. That's why everyone loves me. 201-200-WFMU. And, of course, if you had to write your own catchphrase, it would cost you more money. Oh, yeah. So you that's why you get some ad agency. Hi, I need a personal catchphrase. So that's why you just take one that already exists? And you use it inappropriately. Yeah. And that's humor. And if you don't like it, go to hell. See? <laughs> see? It's I, fantastic. I see how you operate now. <laughs> it's lean, mean. You're a lean, mean comedy machine. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. No oh, problem. I wish that was my nickname. <laughs> Instead of Pinky Dick. Okay, where... <laughs> Is there any way to change nicknames? 
I'm in my 40s. I don't know if it's too late. 201-200-WFMU. We need poets. <laughs> we, sh- we sure do. Oh, Lord, we need poets. Hey, we have one. Ah! Uh, that's uh, September 1999, the beginning of uh, Andy's catchphrase, go to hell. Thank you, Bubble King, for sending that one in. Uh, here's one sent in from uh, just uh, recently. These are all from the uh, COVID before times, except for this one from listener Okasa. Uh, it's a monkeypox joke from uh, just, I think, around a month ago. People from 1 to saying. 10, how scared are you of uh, monkeypox? Not at 10. all. Me not, neither. Not at all. Me neither. It's ugly, though. Well, not if you like uh, if you like popping those uh, packing uh, sheets. You know those bubble sheets. Uh, oh, bubble wrap. Yeah, if you like that, yeah. then, then monkeypox is a great disease. Right. Well, it's true that the monkeypox um, blisters are very large. Yeah, they're fun to pop. Yeah, they're very. That's the only positive side. They're to much larger than smallpox blisters. Yeah. And of course, bigger than chickenpox. It's a bad name for a little disease. Yeah, and it's also, you know, is it better than or worse than cowpox? I don't know. And camelpox also. They have camelpox. Do they? Yeah. There spread is a, from camels to humans? Who knows? Monkeypox isn't really spread by monkeys anymore. Yeah, We've not moved, anymore, but no. I've seen monkeys with it. Where? Where have you seen monkeys infected with monkeypox? In my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was when we were selling records in front of uh, WFMU in, in late May. Where This is a clip show of Dinner at Andy's, looking back at a lot of old seven-second delay clips. Um, Andy's out of town this week and the next two weeks. Next two weeks we'll have fill-ins, and after that Andy returns. And um, we're going to now turn to uh, listener Heather, our new assistant producer, Heather, and uh, she has uncovered uh, a couple of clips from our old Upright Citizens Brigade theater days when we did the show Seven Second Delay every other Wednesday night live from the UCB Theater when it was in the, uh, in the West 20s. And this is the great writer uh, Simon Rich, who is a, a writer for Saturday Night Live and has also written some really amazingly funny books um, as well as screenplays. Uh, this is when we had him on the show uh, reading from one of his uh, recent books, Simon Rich. Okay, let me hear. This is from high school. Yeah, this is a high school piece. It's, it's loosely based on a, uh, an actual teacher that I had, uh, and it's a, a piece called Math Problems. Unit 4 test. Please show your work. Problem 1. A name brand bottle of rum costs twelve ninety five. The generic brand sells for seven fifty. If a math teacher buys four bottles of generic rum each week, how much does he save each month? How much does he save each year? How much money does a math teacher save over the course of eleven years? <laughs> Problem two. A math teacher's new apartment is approximately twelve feet long and five feet wide, and the bathroom takes up fifty percent of the apartment. A normal human-sized bed is six feet by three feet. Does the math teacher have enough room for a standard bed, or will he have to sleep in some kind of dog bed? <laughs> Problem three. By order of the high courts, a math teacher must keep a thousand feet away from his ex-wife at all times. <laughs> Say theoretically she lives on 63rd in York, exactly halfway between the math teacher's apartment and his school. How far out of his way does a math teacher have to walk every morning just to keep from getting arrested? Problem four. After 11 years of service, a math teacher receives an $80 gift certificate to Shaw's Gas in lieu of a raise. How much of that money will be left after taxes? Express in bottles of rum. That was uh, Simon Rich on seven-second delay at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater back in May of 2009. And thanks to Heather for uh, editing that clip and sending it in. And here's another one Heather did. This is a musical number. Uh, this was when our musical guest in uh, this was what also May 2009. Our musical guest was Moby. Um, and to entertain Moby, uh, we had not only Simon Rich. That was the same show, actually. Um, we had a Moby imitator 
our own Chris Stubbs, who used to play uh, every year with the Hoof and Mouth Symphonia, uh, looks a whole lot like Moby. And uh, we had him performing for Moby, and Moby was a great sport about it. But in the spirit of what the show But at on, least he's not getting shot in the back of the head. It's, yeah. That's what passes for upbeat, I guess. In the spirit of the way the show is going, feel free to be old men and complain about it after it's done. Or during. Or during. During, yeah. please. We during, look, by all means, give pointers. Tell me to stop. We look forward to it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. The Moby I, Tribute Band play. I hate it already. Thank you. <laughs> Can you hear anything? Hey. 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 Oh, nice. Hey. Hey. The acid is kicked in. See, I know radio's not a visual medium, but there's a light show right now. You want to reconsider that I'm not uncomfortable answer? One, two. Huh, in the place to be now. Kaleidoscope. <laughs> you threw me off, man. I never meant to hurt you. Hear me now. I never meant to lie. Ride the punani. <laughs> so this is goodbye. Is goodbye. Hey, hey. You can sing along if you want. Woman. Hey, hey, hey. Woman. Tell the truth. You never wanted me. It's a comedy show. <laughs> Tell me. Here we go. In my dreams, I'm jealous all the time. As I wake up, out of my mind. Listen, I'm nervous up here, all right? Give me a break. Going out of my mind. Woo! Hey! Hey! You should know it's not over. Hey! I don't actually write the songs. Woman, Dogs are live, uh, but that was a clip. That was a clip from uh, 2009. That was the Moby Tribute Band, known as uh, Chris Stubbs, performing right in Moby's face and Moby freestyling along with him. Um, and now we're going to turn to a, uh, a clip put together by our own Irwin, who was back on the air Fridays noon to three. This is uh, Andy and his guys as. Uh, Captain Tolerance. So uh, Pamela almost had music to play. Yeah, she described music from another job. Yeah. That's where we are, Ken. In the bathroom. That's where we are. Callers are calling from San Francisco describing music that they heard in the bathroom years ago. Yeah. That's where we are, Ken. Congratulations. I warned you that this was a very difficult topic and that we needed a plan B. Do you remember me saying that? No. Yeah. This is it. This is the bottom. Yeah. No, this is not the bottom. <laughs> no, we're not at the bottom yet. You know nothing about the bottom. Let me just review. The last call we had was a young woman calling from San Francisco 
describing music she heard in the bathroom a year ago. At a previous job. At a previous job. God forgive us all. You're leaving out the most interesting part of the story, <sighs> that the music in the bathroom was the wedding march. God forgive us all. This is our one and only life. Yeah, this is This our... is it. This is the show. How long have we been doing this show? 80 years. This is it. This is our life, Ken. I know. Oh, you know what we can do? What? We can spend, if we have time, we have 36 minutes left. Uh-huh. What if we converted to Hinduism? Okay. Would that give us eight more lives? Don't they have nine lives? Um, oh, my God. I just solved all our problems. Don't they have nine lives? Uh, that I don't know. Scientology people live forever. Well, that's a bit of all right. Yeah. If you join the... Uh, Sign me up for that. Scientology cleric organization called yeah. the Sea Org. Yeah. You actually have to sign a one billion year contract. It's a bit of all right. That would make me feel a lot less bad about this lame show. Okay. So you should sign up for Scientology. And we live forever? Yeah. How do you sign up? Do you have to write a check? Um, a check is very helpful. Next time you go to L.A., they have all sorts of places for you they to sign up. They recruit you right on in yeah, LA. Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Wait, am I right about Hinduism? Type in Google Hinduism and then nine lines. Or maybe I'm thinking of my cat. <laughs> Common mistake. Hindu nine lives. Yeah. All right then. All right. How do you how do you join up with them? Uh, nine beliefs of Hindu. Oh yeah. No, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? But aren't they aren't they into reincarnation? Don't you get to come back, cycle back? I don't know. Come on, man. There's a lot. You of, owe me this. Find out that. Do a little research. You have wasted almost an entire life of mine. One life. There's nine planetary gods in Hinduism. Come on, man. Right. Give me eight other lives. All right, Hindu. How about this reincarnation? Get me some more lives. Well, you don't need You more. have screwed up this one so bad, Ken. You don't need reincarnation. In, you okay. owe me this. Yes. Hindu, yes. Hinduism allows for reincarnation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get me. How do I sign up there? Get me a Hindu. It'll be easier for you to sign up for Scientology. Get me one of their rabbis on the phone. Uh, no, I, no, this will be cheaper, right? Why? Hinduism, they don't ask you to fork over a portion of your money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can I join Scientology even though I'm not in the closet, even though I'm not gay? Of course. Oh, I thought that's what that was all No, about. they actually, no, no, no. Oh, oh, are you are you because of John Travolta? Yeah. Him being gay? Yeah. Yeah. No, they deny that anyway. I know he enjoys having gay sex. I don't know if he's actually That doesn't gay. make him gay. I know, I know, I know, Ken. Yeah. Believe me, I know. I'm very progressive. I'm okay. more open-minded than anyone you'll ever meet. All right, good. You wonder how open-minded I am? How, how open-minded are you? Last time I flew back from L.A., I sat next to a guy for five hours, uh -huh. talked to him, yeah. got to know him, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until we landed. It wasn't until I had been f with him for five hours that uh -huh. I, that I uh, saw for the first time that he was a black guy. Okay. Were you avoiding eye contact? No. Nope. Nope. I just don't notice that stuff. You don't see race? Yeah. Uh -huh. Are you Caucasian? I am Caucasian. I, don't, I wouldn't know. It's a gift and a curse. Like if I ever witness a crime uh -huh. and the police say, can you describe the guy? I, can, I have to tell the police, I'm sorry, you sir. You can't. I'm too progressive. I'm too open-minded. I just don't see pigmentation. Can you see gender? No, I can't. It's like everyone is wearing a big potato sack. Wow. Can you see gender? Yeah, very easily. You yeah. misogynist pig. <laughs> You homophobe. I'm not a homophobe. You are. You're a racist. No, I'm when not. When you look at a man, do you see whether he's black or white? Yes, I do. You are a racist. I can see that. It's I, I can't help but see it. Well, I, I have taught myself not I don't, to notice. I don't judge it, but I, I see it. I have taught myself. I mean, believe me, sometimes I wish I didn't have this curse. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so progressive and open-hearted and minded. What would you do then? Well, I'd... <laughs> <laughs> would you join the Klan? <laughs> I'd be a much better witness. Like you've always wanted to. Yeah. yeah. They'd let me join the clan. Oh, my God. I've applied like four times. Are you still colorblind, Mr. Brackman? Yes. Uh, that's Andy, Captain Tolerance Brackman, in a clip edited by our own Irwin. And now we go back to listener Paul C. on this clip night episode of Dinner at Andy's. And uh, this is from five years ago when Andy and I did the Fantasy Fight Club. Who is Scott fighting? What is your name, sir? Scott. Okay, wait, who are we talking to? We have two Scots on the line? Scott. 
It's the Battle of the Scots. I'm calling from Alameda, Scott. It's Scott, Alameda. Scott and Alameda versus Scott and Picatinny. Okay, you know I'm the, gonna, the Battle of the Scots. I'm going to call the first Scott Scott, and the second Scott I'm going to call Scott. That's great, Andy. Okay, That's perfect. And it'll make things a little easier for me. Okay, Scott, you want to uh, you want to throw the first punch? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to run across the room and and run up the wall and like uh, Jackie Chan and uh, somersault onto his shoulders and pound on his head like Bongo. Oh, okay, good move. Good. Okay, Scott B, how do you defend yourself against that? First of all, I'm Scott A. Second of all, that's easy. I skate right into the board, and I go where the, the glass kind of you know ends at the bench, and I just hit your face on the glass, and then you fall off my shoulders. Done. Okay, and then what? Okay, that's a defensive move. And now, what's an offensive move? Oh, I take a stick and jab it up in your ribs. Okay, a stick in the ribs. Scott B, how do you respond to that? All right, so I take the stick and I I I, I swing it around and 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 trip him up and uh, and drag him across the ice into the net and get him tangled up in the net. Okay, that's a great defensive move. And then and then Scott A, how do you untangle yourself from that net? Uh, well, I use my skate to cut out of the net. And then you have an offensive move. Well, then my offensive move is my glove comes off. I got the foil on, you know, and uh, just take the jersey up over his head and give him a couple of gut punches and uh, knock his teeth out. Couple of gut punches. Scott B, is there anything you can do about that? <laughs> so uh, I, I run and I get the Zamboni and I run him over five times. Oh, running him uh, over with the okay. Zamboni. They're calling the game. <laughs> okay. Oh. Scott. Scott B. Scott A wins. No, Scott B. Scott from Alameda? I don't know. I think it was Scott from Picatinny who had the Zamboni. We'll call him Zamboni Scott from now on. Yes, Zamboni Scott won. Uh, that was Paul C. Paul C.'s clip of the uh, Fantasy Fight Club from, I think, five years ago. Here's another one that Paul C. edited uh, from 2020, but I don't know what month it is. Uh, who is more interesting, Ken or Andy's story? Okay, we have three more calls. We're playing Who's More Interesting, Ken or Andy? Caller number one, caller number two, caller number three. You're all on the air. Welcome to our new panel. Hello. Thank you. Hello for Andy. Oh, matter. Okay, so I think I I go first, right? Yeah, sure, fine. Okay. Did your shoelaces become untied this morning? Huh? Oh, I no. I'm go- Tell I your go- story. Go ahead. I go first. Yeah. Uh, I will tell the story about uh, Iggy Pop's visit to WFMU in 1969. Yeah. That's the story. That's the teaser. I will, t- I will tell the story about the, uh, the greatest, uh, I don't know if the, our listeners are parents, but the greatest parental advice I ever received, and it was from Carl Reiner, the late, great, legendary Carl Reiner. Who just passed? Iggy Pop. <laughs> like you, you're, you're serious. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a parent. <laughs> okay, man number one votes for Iggy. Man number two. Is that me? No, you're woman number one. But who do you vote for? Woman number one. Oh, uh, I'll vote for Iggy Pop. Okay. Man number one. Man number two. You could vote, but uh, it's already been decided. Yeah, sorry, then decided. Well, yeah. why did but, I do any pre-production? But man, why did I think? Why did I even try? <laughs> okay, thanks to our panel. Thank you. Thanks for playing. Well, Andy. Oh God. Did you know? Oh God. <laughs> did you know? Yeah. That in 1968 and 1969, one of our DJs yeah. was Danny Fields, the yeah. Ra- the Ramones manager, and also yeah. the person who signed Iggy Pop and the MC5 to Elektra Records. Yeah, 50 years ago. Yes. Right? And he brought Iggy. 50 years ago. Yeah. 1969, he brought Iggy down to WFMU for an interview. Yeah. Uh, Iggy was quite strung out at that time. Yeah. And he ended up vomiting all over Vin Skelsa's sneakers. Vin was program director at the time. Yeah. Go ahead. That's the story. No, it's no. I'm sure the story's about to turn a corner and to enter Interestingville. Go ahead. No, it entered Interestingville at the vomit. When when I said the word vomit, 
That yeah. was that was the portal to Interestingville. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I think your GPS is broken. <laughs> Thank you, Paul C. For that clip, interesting to hear a thunderstorm in the background of Andy as he phoned it in. Uh, we only have time for one more here, and, and even a short one. This is by a listener, Pam in California. Uh, the scale of one to ten. If you meet Wednesday at 3 p.m. San Francisco time, you can call in from your little lunch table. Okay, that would work out great. I hope you two have fun. We really did, uh, I feel like we did God's work today, Ken. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Hugh. And uh, have fun in San Francisco. We'll make sure they get each other's email. Hey, that's that's great. Yeah, you feel satisfied? I do. It feels good to, good. to, to make that work. Unless they, and they seem like nice people. Yeah, unless something terrible happens on the date. Yeah, oh, God, if he attacks her. Yeah. How bad would you feel 1 to 10? 10. Oh, I feel 6. Why? I don't know. That's, that's the worst I ever feel. 6 is bad. No. Well, considering you go around it in a state of 8 all the time, 10 I, is not much. Ken's not very, 10 is not very Oh, I've, I've seen you over 6. I've never, I don't think I've ever been over yeah, 6. Yeah, after 9-11, you didn't show up here for a year. Yeah. You were so you're right. Out. You're right. 9/11 was an eight. Yeah. What, what would you? Where would you put Michael Jackson if 9/11 was an eight? Well, 9/11 was an eight for you. Yeah. No, Michael Jackson was a four. Really? I don't know. Come on. I no. don't know. No way. Did you? Did your heart skip a beat at all? Yeah, it did. Yeah, he he went too young. Oh God. Every every young man in America could breathe a little easier. Uh, this is the clip show. Thanks to all the listeners who put together clips, and uh, no thanks to my two to my two dingoes here who are threatening Matt Fivash, who's trying to come in to do uh, weekly world blues for you. Let's listen to. Uh, no, we don't have time. We don't have time for uh, even one more from listener Pam. Sorry, but thank you to uh, Paul C. and Bubble King. And Heather and John L. Uh, and, and Okasa for the clips that you guys made. This is, this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. This has been Dinner at Andy's. Next week, a fill-in, and the week after that, a fill-in. Coming up right now, it's Weekly World Blues with Matt Fivet. The star is Andy, making America smile. And Ken is Andy, for remembering the number that you died. You can call in and tell Andy your sins go ahead now, it's never too late. Always in style to just pick up and dial 201-209-9368 If you've got troubles These days you probably do Call on the double You won't believe it, you might just get through to where Dinner at Andy's waits for you
Shut up. Shut up. sound of the blue scale. The blue scale is very simple, very useful, but also very simple to build. All you have to do is know your minor pentatonic scales. So in this case I was playing A. Blues come so many different ways until it's kind of hard to explain.
just a while about my baby. I'm wild about my baby, and I just can't help myself. Yeah, she's little and low, she's little tough on the ground. Every time she kisses my love, I'm down and wild about my baby. Just a while about my baby. I'm wild about my baby, and I just can't help myself. And I ain't a face, and I'm wild about my baby. Yes, I'm crazy about you, baby. I'm wild about my baby, and I just can't help myself. I'm not around 